Houston Dynamo, Portland Timbers, Sporting Kansas, Los Angeles Galaxy, Beach Pass, Toronto FC, Salt Lake, Chicago Fire, Columbus Crew, FC Dallas, York Red Bulls, Pitch Pass, your all-access credential to the people that matter in MLS. Here's your host, Greg Roach. Greetings, salutations. Welcome to another edition of Pitch Pass. First thing I'm going to do, encourage you to listen to past episodes. These are more conversations instead of discussions about tactics. So feel free to go back in time and listen. You're going to learn the same amount of information, and you won't be bored by stuff that happened in August when we talk about August things. Does that make sense? You know what? Just go back and check it out for yourself, pitchpass.com. Then follow us on Twitter, at PitchPass. Then you can get the heads up on when new episodes drop. This week, we're going to try and track down Sports Illustrated's Brian Strauss. Not sure how that's going to go. We'll do our best to make it happen. Who we definitely are going to speak with is our first guest. Scored a huge goal in the second leg of the Impact Crew series. Is that what we call them? Tie, tie. We're using Euro snob terms to help the crew advance to the next round. They've got Red Bulls on Sunday, and I'm sure they'll be leaning on this man again. It's Ethan Finley. And Ethan, I have to tell you, with this appearance on Pitch Pass, you now become the most frequent guest of Pitch Pass ever. So congratulations to you you, sir. <laughs> I didn't think I was that interesting. <laughs> well, we're going to find out because I don't know what we can talk about. I mean, we, we, you and I have discussed everything about your life that we could possibly discuss. We're going to try to do it again, though, today. Sounds good. Can we start with your uh, your acting career? My acting career? Uh, I don't know if I have an acting career. Well, uh, I, was, uh, I was perusing. It came up on my Instagram account yesterday. Um, you... Uh, promoting uh, a Periscope session, and this will be good because we'll play your your uh, your Instagram video uh, that'll help promote your Periscope, which is coming up on Friday. And then I can ask you a question about Absolutely. it. So let's take a listen to it. It's very very quick. Hey guys, I'm going to be Periscoping from the Crew SC account Friday post training. Make sure you tune in. See if you give yourself an opportunity to win two free tickets to Moffray Stadium Sunday. Red Bulls, be there. Okay, so there's the, there's the plug for your Periscope session. My question to you is, um, I feel like you took a great amount of pleasure in doing the big reveal of you actually holding the tickets that they could win if they, if they participate. It was like, two free tickets, and you whipped them out with such confidence. Was that an ad lib, or, or, or did you get directions from the, uh, the director or writer of that script? You know what? I am the director of my own picture. Uh, all those videos, I, uh, I'm all on my own. I ad-libbed the whole thing. Uh, it's a natural thing for me. I don't yeah. think I'm uh, unbelievable at it, but I enjoy just kind of uh, going with the flow. Um, so, so it was your call, and did when in the thought process as you as a director, uh, and I, I'm speaking to Ethan Finley, the director now, not Ethan Finley, the actor. Um, what was your thought process in going? You know what's going to bring this thing over the top when I actually produce two actual tickets? Well, you know, you uh, you always think about you know people talk about giving tickets away. You actually want to see them uh, <laughs> and make it real. So um, I just you know. I asked if we had the tickets, uh, and uh, our PR guys did, and I thought, well, let's put them in the video here and, um, you know, make sure we get in uh, the basis of, uh, you know, Red Bulls this Sunday and yep. Montfrey Stadium. So hey, well, I tried to plug it all in there. Why talk about it when you can see the tickets? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and so as I, as I look at that, um, obviously now you know I've been perusing, getting ready for this conversation. I saw an image of you uh, that you posted on your Twitter account. 
I don't know if it was post-match, post-practice. It is a shirtless Ethan Finley, um, which I'm sure the ladies enjoyed. Um, but here's the problem. So uh, if you haven't seen the picture, we'll, we'll post this on PitchPass.com, or you can see it on Ethan's page or our Twitter page, which is Ethan Finley 13 um, It, it is uh, your Eye of the Tiger underwear, your compression shorts, whatever you want to call them. It's a picture of Ethan with just the top uh, of, the, of the underwear showing and then a separate picture of the underwear just on the ground. Uh, why, why do we not get the full Ethan Finley in his Eye of the Tiger apparel experience? You know, I I, uh, <laughs> I wanted to keep it uh, keep it somewhat PG there, and uh, so I I kind of decided to do a little bit of a combo picture. But uh, okay. you know, they were really really cool uh, cool when I saw them, and I thought these would be perfect for uh, for game day. And uh, you know, I used to listen to that song all the time when I was training when I was really really young. And uh, and it was just kind of a, a fitting moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I go right from getting pumped up for the match with I the Tiger to wearing a tiger on my crotch. That that's that gets me pumped up as well. <laughs> now, who did you who did you think? What's the story behind the the uh, the compression shorts? Where did you get them? Did did somebody hook you up with them? Yeah, no, just uh, the connection through uh, through my agency and uh, through Wasserman and. Um, just you know, kind of cool. Just uh, you know, it's a, a brand out in uh, in California, and uh, they've done a lot of stuff with uh, pro action sports, and um, you know, just wanted me to try them out, and uh, they're great. They uh, they got great design, and they're uh, they fit really nice. So it's a uh, nice brand. Do we only wear them in practice, or do they are they actually underneath the shorts during matches? For me, they're just uh, they're just kind of every day. Okay, uh, all right. More than. Uh, more than uh, I've got actually some other things uh, that I wear. Uh, I try to keep consistent with what I'm uh, with I'm wearing on game day. Some superstitions. I, I can I can understand that. So uh, can we though assume uh, Sunday as you are walking or taking the bus from the hotel to uh, Red Bull Arena underneath whatever outfit you're going to choose to wear, there will be eye of the tire compression shorts. <laughs> I'll let you guys think that, uh, but uh, you know what? I got I got to keep those. Maybe I have to keep those and uh, just wait for uh, the next uh, big occasion that I think that I, they're going to be completely necessary for. Now, look, we're not going to talk settlers of Catan. That's our that's our go to. We're not going to talk about it today, but I will tell you that it is starting to connect because uh, I watched the match at home uh, versus Montreal, and uh, during your mat during the match when you scored the goal, which uh, was a very decisive goal in the match versus uh, the Impact, uh, my wife, who is not a soccer fan, was looked up from whatever she was reading and said, "Oh, is that the guy that likes settlers of Catan? That's so awesome for him. I'm so happy." <laughs> <laughs> that's your claim to fame, Ethan. That's funny. That's my claim to fame. You're making connections. Nah, you know, it was it was a heck of a, a goal, and uh, you know, my also one of the things a lot of people said to me is, you know, my reaction. You know, literally, yeah, I just reacted and ran right back to half. Um, and uh, and I don't know, that was just kind of like the feeling I had, and that's kind of I think the feeling our team had when it came to the game because we just felt like our job wasn't done that yep. we were going to end up four. Um, obviously, we had at that time hoped over before overtime, but um, and then once we got to overtime, then just you know ended before it went to penalties, and, and we were able to do so. You know, uh, David Beckham has people's sexiest man uh, alive. You've got uh, Settlers of Catan guy. So I mean, it's kind of similar, right? It is. You know, I haven't we haven't played Settlers in a while, but 
I do. I'm guilty of this, and I uh, I do wear these on game day every once in a while. Is a lucky pair of settlers hand socks. Oh, I don't know no. if we talked about that last time. Oh show, no! Oh, they are, Ethan. Uh, they are special. They are special. <laughs> you know, Ethan, I brought up the uh, the the compression shorts thing to kind of get you away from the 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 pigeonhole that you've been put in about nerdy settlers of Catan guy, and now you're putting yourself right back in the hole by saying, "Hey, I wear some settlers of Catan socks that I really enjoy." You gotta own them. You gotta own <laughs> true. Them. It's true. It's true. I did want to ask you though, because uh, you brought up uh, extra time and and going into extra time. This is a whole different ball of wax from from regular season, where you do have that extra time and it is kind of looming in the back of your mind. Is that something that you guys think about? I don't know. Maybe when you score the goal and you go, okay, we got extra time looming. And is is there some different way that you guys or that you personally uh, go about the rest of the match, knowing that there's an extra thirty minutes maybe on the end of this? I think it's it is it starts to become in your mind. I think after it went two one, I think we had some opportunities maybe to go get a winner. As that kind of looms closer, you you realize okay, let's not make any mistakes that. You know, doesn't allow an opportunity to get an extra 30 minutes here to uh, to get the job done, uh, as well as you know putting too many uh, you know guys forward. So you have to have a balance in those you know kind of last minutes uh, of the game, but you obviously still want to get a game winner. And uh, probably did a good job. And I thought uh, you know the subs that uh, that Coach Berhalter yeah. made were were great, and they were they were well timed. And I think that's extremely important when it comes to uh, those moments. Um, you know, because guys are going to die, and uh, you know every game is different, and your body's going to react differently every time. So you got to know who you can kind of depend on, who's going to be okay. And uh, and I thought we did a fantastic job. I think we showed our our resilience and and you know our fitness. It's uh, it's not easy to go 120 um, in any game, you know, let alone the uh, 36 games of the season. Exactly, and uh, it was a, it's a tough question to answer because I'm I'm not asking, hey, do you do you ease up at some point, or do you not make a run knowing that there's 30 minutes extra? Is it is it at that point? Do you just say to yourself, look, I got to rely on my fitness. Um, I can't not make runs. I can't not track back yeah. just because there's there's maybe extra time looming. It's just a matter of did I do the work leading up to this match to get me through an extra 30 minutes? Yeah, you know, you don't have, you can't have the mindset of uh, you know not making a run because that's all. It's all every time you have that mindset, it's the one run that the ball comes through the back post and that's where you should have been, yep. or you know at the top of the box for a cutback, and then you're just oh, the would could have should have moments, and and you don't want to live with those moments, um, especially if the result doesn't go your way. So um, you know, so for me, it's just continuing to go, and there was a moment or two there where uh, I did have a, a cramp in my calf, um, but you know, you just kind of run them off and you keep working and you keep going and. Uh, you know, before you know it, the, that whistle's being blown. And I think after the goal, uh, whatever calf cramp or whatever, yeah. you, know, you know, whatever gut is telling you, it just it instantaneously goes away. Because you know that, that you, you know, all the hard work really um, was done. We just scored the goal, and now it's just uh, getting through this last little bit, and you have to kind of, you know, dig deep. And, um, it's actually easier that way, I think, once you, once you feel like you've scored the goal. At least that's how I, uh, how I felt I asked Evan Bush uh, this question on the last episode of the show. Um, we don't have Steve on, so I'm going to ask you. Um, in, in the first leg, the, the Didier Drogba grabbing of the leg incident, um, what, what's your thought process as you see that go down? And what will it take for an Ethan Finley to do a similar type move in a match? Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. Know, I, 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 yeah, I'll take a pretty strong stance on it. To me, it's uh, 
it's kind of despicable. Um, you know, I, I uh, you know, what if uh, our goalie gets hurt? Um, you know, I, I know it looks very like it's just a, you know, kind of horseplay, but, um, you know, there's no place in that for that, I think, in our game. And, um, you know, whether you're upset about a call, I think if that happens in a regular season, I, I'm not surprised if there's a suspension coming down for something because, um, you know, that's just not, that's not part of our game. It's way after the play. Um, you know, nothing, nothing was done wrong by Steve. And, uh, you know, you know, I hope I never get to that point. Um, I'm a, I'm a very passionate player, but, uh, you know, to me, it's just, uh, it's a, it's a guy who, uh, I have a great deal of respect for, um, you know, losing his cool in a moment like that. And, uh, I think we have to remember that no player is bigger than this game. No better player is bigger than this league. Um, and that's, that's extremely important. I think, uh, it's the integrity of the league that, um, you know, we have to, uh, Withhold. Well, I mean, look, I'll go one step further, and I'm not going to ask you to respond because I don't want you to get jammed up over it. But you mentioned if that happens in the regular season, is the suspension. I, I would actually argue that if it is an Ethan Finley that does that in a playoff match, he's probably sitting out the next leg of the match regardless. However, again, not going to ask you to respond to that. Yep. Let's just move on. So we've got Red Bulls coming <laughs> up now on Sunday. Um, as I and I'm, I, I will be very honest with you, technically. Tactically, I'm a novice. I'm a, I'm a soccer enjoyer. I watch the matches, but I don't really know the mm-hmm. tactics of the match. As I just look uh, as a huge broad picture at Red Bulls, I see a team that is has, has similarities to Montreal Impact, and I'm sure there are differences. Uh, are you guys, is, is it a sim- similar situation as you guys prepare for this match? Is it, you, you've got a Drogba versus a Bradley Wright Phillips. You've got speed options on the outside. Um, is it a similar situation, a Piotti versus um, uh, who, who the Red Bulls have in the middle? Uh, is it a similar Question, situation yeah. for you guys? Yes and no. And I, well, the one big difference is, is obviously I think Drogba and, uh, and Bradley Wright Phillips. Yeah. Uh, you know, Wright Phillips is more of a slasher, more of a behind guy. Where Drogba was a holdup, and uh, you know, I think Drogba was a, a more a tougher test for for our defense. I think um, you know Mike's a really smart defender, but obviously not the uh, one of the biggest guys. And um, you know, he does well or does better, I think, with with maybe a slasher where he can um, you know at least kind of keep him uh, on his shoulder and and kind of have an idea where he is. And obviously, it's, you know, all about positional. So. Um, but that's the one difference. But I would say they definitely have similar characteristics. The one thing that New York does um, much better than Montreal and will do, they've done all year, is their press. Um, their press is uh, probably one of the best in the league, and they um, they stick by it, and they have an ability to adapt as teams try to make um, you know different movements and, and uh, positionally change their style. But New York continues to find ways um, for them to press and win the ball high up on the field. So I think a big focus for us is, is being able to break that press quickly. And um, and then when we have the ball, you know, being able to dictate the play and hopefully keep it um, in their half of the field um, as much as possible. Yeah, and Question was a guy that I was thinking about on Red Bulls is the kind of a comp to Piotti, although uh, in my opinion he's a little more dynamic than than, than Piotti mm-hmm. is, uh, especially in midfield rather than up top. Uh, how do you how do you guys deal with uh, uh, Sasha Question and then uh, Dax McCarty, who is – to me, the guy that the the impact don't have, which is a huge kind of swing into Red Bull's favor. I think you have to get numbers, um, you know, around those kind of guys and uh, get them around you those guys very quickly. Uh, obviously, Dax wins a lot of balls as his first look is forward, whether that is into Sasha's feet or that's him being behind a Bradley. Um, that's that, that that's one of their their go to um, you know counter attacks or even just attacks in general. That's that's where it starts. 
And um, so that'll be extremely important that when Dak does pick it up, that we're making sure he can't pick his head up and find the guy right away and make him play out wide um, and slow that attack. And Sasha, um, you know, like you said, he, he, he's dynamic. He's, I think he's great off the dribble. I think he, he and him and Wright Phillips have uh, kind of created a little bit of a bond and how they, um, how they, uh, they link up uh, as well as, you know, with those outside guys. And he's a guy that's going to come into the box late and, um, you know, kind of, you know, in a comparison, it could be like a Frank Lampard of what Chelsea was uh, in the early 2000s, a guy that is just going to get in the box and he's going to, you know, get his nose in the way and, and he's going to find, you know, a lot of quite a few goals in that area. So um, he's a guy that we're going to have to be uh, be very aware of, obviously, offensively and then, you know, defensively that we're balanced uh, because he can start an attack very quickly. I'm going to assume that you are okay with first leg on the road in your specific instance. However, if you're a Red Bulls fan or you're the Red Bulls themselves, um, would you have a problem with the fact that the that you're the higher seed but you're on the road first leg or you're at home first leg and then have to go the road, which kind of makes it I don't and yeah. again, break it down for me because I would assume your your job done is we get out of there with a nil-nil draw, it's job done, uh, and then we we go home and we handle our business. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if if, if I had a choice, I would much rather uh, have the uh, the second game at home. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we don't have that that benefit. Uh, you know, being the two seed, so uh, yeah, you could say they have a, you know somewhat of an advantage, but that just puts um, you know more importance on this first game of us. You'll really put a stamp down. Uh, obviously, we showed last year you can um, you can you know almost lose a series in the. Uh, First, uh, sure. first leg. If, if you let it kind of get away with you, um, so I think it'll be extremely important to be able to maintain this game. But I do believe that we we um, we know that we can go anywhere and win. Uh, obviously, Red Bulls had a heck of a record at home, but um, I thought we played well when we played at Red Bull Arena, and I think we match up well against this team. And I think most this year, um, especially the latter part of the year, we were one of the better teams on the road. And that's um, that's something that other teams uh, I know are aware of, and and um, are going to have to be cautious of when we come in their place. We're going to try to coax uh, Sports Illustrated's Brian Strauss on uh, after you to really give us a full recap on the national team and the week that was. Um, I know that you were watching the match. Um, we're recording this on a Wednesday, so you watched it last night against TNT. You were a l- little off on your your score prediction. I mean, uh, I don't see a <laughs> I don't see a career as you uh, handicapping fields uh, after your playing days there are over. <laughs> but uh, what 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 were your takeaways um, as as it pertains to the match versus Trinidad and Tobago? Was it we got a point, job done, let's move on? Yeah, I mean, obviously, any time um, when you're uh, when you're playing away in Concacaf, I yeah. think a point is um, is, a, is a pretty good result. I mean, uh, let's give TNT a, a lot of credit. Uh, that's a very good team. They've had some great results in the last uh, last calendar year, and um, and so you know, a draw is, is a pretty good result. I think um, what I thought is I thought you know we there has to be maybe a little bit better ideas, um, you know, kind of going forward, and I think. Uh, I think we saw a lot better of a second half than we did. We saw the first half yesterday. So, um, so there's progress there. And, um, you know, we easily could have had maybe a goal or two. And, and Jossie was a little unfortunate um, not to uh, to put one or two of those away. But, um, you know, I think it's good to see a resurgence of, of Altidore up top. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a long year, obviously. I think, you know, for most of those guys, that's probably their last game uh, of the calendar year. And, um, and so it's tough to kind of, you know, stay up for that but um i think uh going into 16 you know the team has um put themselves in in, in the position that i think that they'd want to put themselves in getting four points out of uh out of the first two games 
have you received the Ethan exclamation point thumbs up emoji from Jurgen yet uh, as regards to maybe something happening in 2016? No, you know, I, I have not. And um, obviously I think, uh, as everyone must, you know, knows that, you know, that they're focused on the 2015 calendar year. And I think that's something that they'll, they'll look at uh, come 2016 as, as the player pool, um, you know, continues to change. But, uh, you know, I've still got uh, hopefully four weeks of, of uh, my season left here. And um, that's what I'm focused on. And when that's over, then I'll, uh, I'll be on to the, you know, the next thing, whatever that might be, whether it's preseason um, or a January call-up. My favorite part of that answer, Ethan, was the fact that you you totally made it like you seriously considered like that's how Jurgen would get in touch with you with an Ethan and a, an emoji thumbs up sign. And you were like, yeah, that, that could totally happen. That would totally happen. What would you do if that's actually hey. how he reached out to you? <laughs> hey, you know what? I've heard crazier things. So, uh, you know, there's uh <laughs> There's something at work there. You never know. You know, you, you wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> so before I let you go, I know that you uh, you sent the call out on Twitter um, about uh, shows or or movies to watch. Did you pick up any and mm-hmm. that you watched during the uh, the international break where you guys had some downtime? Uh, were you able to catch up on anything that you could recommend then to the Pitch Pass listener? Wow, I, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I picked up on quite a bit. Um, you know, I picked up on the uh, How I Get Away with Murder uh, on ABC. Uh, I picked that up on Netflix. It was um, it was a little slow at the start, but uh, really, really enjoyed it. Here's here's the uh, problem. Here's a pro- here's a problem with that, Ethan. It, it, the problem with yeah. and I've I've just discovered this because I uh, I did a Veronica Mars marathon. Please don't judge. And it, oh god, <laughs> I said please don't judge, Ethan. Jeez. The problem was these network shows, 23 episodes of like four seasons. That's a huge chunk out of my life to watch all these shows. And then you start falling behind on these like the Netflix originals that are only 10 to 12 episodes. You can plow through that in a couple of days. These big network shows are too big. The seasons are too long. <laughs> you know what? You're right. You're right. Because I'm all caught up now and it, I struggle to watch week by week. Yes. Uh, I'm, a binge, I'm a binge watcher. So I, I do agree with you. Um, Bloodline was fantastic on Netflix. I, I would definitely recommend that to anyone. Um, that's one of the obviously a little bit of their newer ones. Yeah, uh, Alice of Cards is always incredible. Yep. Um, if you haven't seen The Killing, I think that might be one of the best Netflix originals. And I'm people might hate me because I say that, but it was um, it was a crazy series. It actually came from Sweden. I wouldn't read all about it because I was super into it. Um, people probably think I'm into weird stuff, weird <laughs> stuff because I'm into a lot of like suspense. Suspense shows right now, like <laughs> how to get away with murder. People are dying, the killing. People are dying. People are really wondering about me. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm okay mentally. <laughs> when uh, well, I saw a couple people throw out the recommendation for Daredevil for you. You said you were going to put that in mind. Is that in your queue? It is in my queue. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie. I I turned it on and I did watch uh, the first episode. Mm-hmm. It didn't grip me, but I'm, I have to say this: I've had many shows where that's happened. Um, but I, at this point, I'm, I'll probably wait till uh, after the season to uh, to really jump into Daredevil. I've heard a lot of good things about it, though, but I, I just don't know. Well, tell Sometimes me if it doesn't get me going right away. Um, I check out. Tell me if you're like me, and I assume uh, you watch Bloodline because you love Coach from Friday Night lights so you were like all right i'm watching that because he's in it and i did the same thing because the the main character the daredevil guy is awesome on uh boardwalk empire so that's why i watched it and i kind of pushed through because you're right starts off slow but it kind of gets good once his powers start to be revealed to himself 
All right. All right. Well, you know what? You, you got me a believer. I'll keep you in the queue, and uh, it'll be my uh, my Christmas uh, show probably. What about Narcos? Oh, Narcos. Yeah, that, I finished that in about seventy-two hours. That was great, that was right? Stupid good. All right, all right. Yeah. And then and then the easy one to get through, the new one that everybody's loving, is uh, the Aziz Ansari one, which is Master of None. That's good, too, and that's comedy, okay, so it's 30 I, minutes. Okay, I just heard about that one. That just came out. Um, Ma- what is it called? Masters of None? Masters of None, or Master of None. Uh, and it's it's just him kind of living his life in New York City as a as a commercial. He acts in commercials. It's, it's very good, and it's very easy because it's 12 episodes, and they're only 30 minutes long each, so it's easy. That's fair. That's fair. So put that put, actually put that at the top of your queue over over Daredevil for me. Okay. Okay. All, All right. right. All right. I'll make I'll make those adjustments on my phone here when I get off the phone with you. And in my mind, as you watch, you're in your eye of the tiger compression shorts. <laughs> uh, Ethan Finley, man. I never, no one's, no one's going to let me live those down. No, right? well, you're the one who tweeted it out, man. So you you got to know that it's coming. Hey. Yeah, no. no, it's good. It's good. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking there's a lot, there's a lot of jealousy that's coming my way. That's oh, totally. It's totally, dude. When you put a beefcake shot like that out, of course you're going to get the haters coming out. It's got to. It's got to happen. I love it. I love it, <laughs> Ethan. Good talking to you, my friend. Good luck uh, in New York on Sunday and throughout the rest of the season in the playoffs, my friend. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. One of the real. Good guys and good personalities in MLS. That's why we do the show. So you can learn that these guys aren't just drones. You wind up, throw them on a pitch, and then away they go. They're real, sometimes funny people, and Ethan Finley is one of those guys. Make sure you're following him on Twitter. Again, his Twitter handle is at EthanFinley13. Uh, We were not able to get a time together for Brian Strauss. We will have him on sometimes around MLS Cup. We definitely want to get his thoughts on everything MLS, both on and especially off the pitch. I love the off the pitch stuff. So that's going to do it for this episode. Make sure you go to pitchpass.com. Check out past episodes, like I said at the beginning of the show. We will talk to you next week. Thank you for hanging. Make sure you tell some friends. show information, go to pitchpass.com.